all the right moves, all the sideways moves, the hiccups, they're all stepping stones. And if we believe that, mindset is so important. It's probably 80% of success. I probably would have had more successful companies earlier had I believed that they were going to be successful. I didn't have the confidence earlier. And so if we can work on our mindset so we can believe in ourselves, trust ourselves, and if you can't trust yourself in your 50s, I don't know when you can. All those things add up, nothing wasted. Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And now your hosts, Robert Erie Artboard and Stephanie O'Dell. Welcome everyone to Reinvention After 50, a brand 50 podcast. I'm Robert Erie Artboard, one of the co-founders, and today we have Stephanie O'Dell once again, one of our podcast co-contributors, interviewing Julie Gordon-White, who at age 55 started her, started her third business out of necessity. Tell us a little about what her business is now and how she got here. Um, yeah, she started a menopause uh, bar, energy bar, um, and it was out of personal need. It's called Bossa Bars. And she was, you know, Julie is a successful founder and writer, entrepreneur, best-selling author, business author, TEDx, TEDx speaker. Um, you know, she's a business coach, has been super successful, but in her 50s, started going through menopause and having had some weight gain because of sugar cravings and decided to figure out if there was a food replacement that she, I, she tried to find a food replacement for herself, but couldn't find anything she liked or it had too much calories or too much sugar already in it. So set about, set about trying to figure it out herself. And um, yeah, I love her story and her energy behind what she's doing. And there's one quote, that I really like. She says, I'm a very curious person, but the problem is every time I get curious about something, it turns into a business. Yeah, I, I love that too. And I think it's interesting that we don't pay attention to our curiosity sometimes and how powerful that can be. I, you know, even our curiosity when we were a kid, what we were curious about can grow into a business. And, and she's this really interesting example of even if you don't have the background in how to develop a product you don't have the resources you can figure it out you can find the people to help you um and she really has done that yeah and i, I liked how she actually she tested it out on her husband and i think her, CFO, her son yeah yeah the son or cfo at her company which is awesome. i think her kids too so her, she wanted yeah. a good tasting bar that was the bottom line and their and her husband's from new orleans i believe so you know he likes some good hearty food so yeah that passed the test so it's not only for women it's for men too because i'm always looking for a good bar too and like you said most of them just are filled with sugar and and this is a completely vegan product so I'm yeah, it's interested in trying it. Yeah, it's delicious. And I have to say, I'm a bar person. I eat a bar every morning. I'm same breakfast every morning. And she um, we had great discussion over the bar I eat currently and her bar and her bar is delicious. So I'm definitely switching to her bar. Uh, but it's also for her, um, you know, she's been a, a business coach and that hat hasn't come off. I mean, we've had coffee a couple times and even during our discussion, she, she's always giving insight. So 
she hasn't lost sight of who she is and has been, but she's really building upon her strengths to build this new company. And she has a lot of great insights on how to run a business. Yes. Yeah, you asked a lot of good questions about that. So I think the audience will love hearing about her business insights. I'm Stephanie O'Dell with Celebrate the Gray, and I'm a guest host here on Brand 50. And I'm thrilled to have Julie Gordon-White here today, founder and CEO of Bossa Bars. Welcome. Well, hi, Stephanie. Super glad to be here. Thank you. I love your story, and I think it's super empowering for women, especially to hear, don't be afraid of going down and looking at a venture that you really don't have the bandwidth or don't really have the knowledge in the beginning. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you founded Bossa Bars and why you founded it. And then I want to really talk about your background to do that. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, where I came from and where I am are really different. But I, I have to say, you know, starting a, a new company, my third company at 55, the good news is I had a lot of time in the saddle and I could bring all of that forward, which helped uh, speed up my knowledge gap, if you will. So, yep, 55, gaining weight around the middle, you know, kind of towards the end of the stages of perimenopause, feeling really um, uncomfortable, not confident, just really lost my confidence and thought I need to do something. So I started eating better, making more plant-based choices, but I was still eating cookies and brownies and things that I were, I was making for my sons who happened to be home for COVID at the time. And I thought this is not good. So I started making my own treats so I could have a healthier, better choice when the sugar cravings hit. And to be honest, when I first started making them, they were not so good, Stephanie, not so good (laughs) because they had all the good things in them, you know, flaxseed and MCT oil and organic cacao. And they sort of tasted like dirt in the beginning, but I just kept working with my rest and they got better and better. I was able to make a better choice, lower calories. And then they started to disappear because my husband was stealing oh, all of really? them. And that's how I knew ah, yeah. I'm onto something here. So I shared them with my girlfriends who I call my pause pals now. Um, and they liked them. And I said, Oh, Julie, here's your new company. I'm like, really? They're like, yes, it is. We've got to get these outs. So other women who are going through the stages of menopause can make a better snack choice or even a mini meal, feel better about themselves, calm down our nervous system, you know, ease up on the hot flashes because we're not eating so much meat. Um, and our, our bars are vegan, you know, all plant-based, all the good things. So that's what happened. And we, I founded the company in the fall of 2022 and we started shipping in the spring of 2021. Wow. And I want to ask you, have you always been a super curious person? And when you're curious, you do the deep dive into educating yourself. Yes. Always curious. Always. I consider myself a forever learner. I love learning things. I love information. And for me, when I get curious about something, it kind of turns into a business. Um, That's how (laughs) that's my art. You know, I I finally accept. I used to say I'm not a creative person, but I actually am very creative in business. And so my curiosity and exploration, if it really just strikes me, you know, deep in my body, I'm like, oh, that's a company. So I've really I've had three companies and I usually have about a 10 year cycle. So I got a good nine more years to go. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I love the bars. I'm just going to hold up. I know you have the bars behind you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been saving my bar Uh, to 
be able to show it. Um, I, Julie and I were able to meet and have coffee a couple weeks ago and I got to taste one and I'm an avid bar eater for breakfast. Not a, not the bar, the bar I eat, I'm not going to name names, but the bar I eat probably isn't the best choice. So I was able to try it and it's delicious. So I'm I'm super excited to, to share it, but I do want to talk a little bit more about your past jobs and how you got started and what you you've done. And then how do those skills translate? How have they really translated? Because I think sometimes we lose sight of all that we have. We, we focus on what we don't have versus all we have. So right. fill us in a little bit about what your past looks like. Right. It's funny when you use the word job, I think, Hmm, I haven't had a job job in so long, but I I worked for uh, Sheraton Hotels. I started in, you know, catering, moved up and was a director of sales and marketing. But then I started having kids and the hotel business and, you know, the front door doesn't have a lock on it. So you right. can work literally 24 hours a day. It just didn't fit me, my lifestyle anymore and the mom I wanted to be. Um, so I, I went back to my entrepreneurial roots. And by the way, I was that weird kid. I, I wrote a business plan when I was 10, Stephanie. So oh, I've I didn't always... <laughs> What was the business when you were 10? When I was 10, it was a retail store, a women's clothing store, but the hook was it had a cafe in the back. Mm, So you were ahead of your time. I was, who knew, right? (laughs) I literally, I have the floor plan. I drew out. So, you know, women would sit down, have lunch, and then there would be a fashion show. So then they would like the clothes and they would buy them right then. I was 10. There are no entrepreneurs in my family. I was just weird. Okay. So um, anyway, so after corporate career, I started some companies I call false starts, you know, they didn't work and, but they all, they add up and I landed, I was going to buy a company and it didn't work. So I think by this time I was pregnant with my second, my daughter and the offer that I made, it, it didn't happen, but I love the idea of putting together this incredible deal team and the excitement of the negotiation. And I thought, wow. how how do I do this? So the company that was representing um, the seller, I I worked for them for a year and learned the ropes with the intention that I was going to go out on my own. So one year after that, I launched two companies, a business brokerage firm called Flower Shop Brokers of all things, because I had uh, gained an expertise in the floral industry while I was working for that other company. And I believe in the power of a niche. So I wanted to own it. So I sold every flower shop in San Francisco, basically. Um, It was really fun. I loved it. But then people started referring other um, companies that they wanted me to sell on their behalf. So I also had blue key business brokerage mergers and acquisitions. And eventually that company, that side of the company grew to $5 million. And then the recession hit. It was so exciting. You know, I had 10 men, not 10 men that worked for me. And it was, it was great. I I loved it. I learned so much obviously about business and financial statements and the art of the deal and the hardcore aspects of the deal. It, It was just, uh, it was beyond an MBA, I would say. And so then the recession hit and now what, you know, there's no financing, no deals. What am I going to do? Have a pity party first, check, check. <laughs> well, I, I want to also inject um, a woman in, as you say, you had 10 men working for you. A woman in that industry is, it's a hard place to break into. So kudos yeah. to you for breaking into it and being so powerful in it. Thank you. I, you know, there were moments when I would go to an industry conference, I would look around and there were less 
less than 10% women in the industry. Um, and then there was, you know, me, like one woman and one woman of color in the room. Um, but the positive was I was unique and no one forgot me. You know, I ended up becoming the first president of California association of business brokers, who was a woman and also a a woman of color, but just a woman first. And so, and then I was able to pave the way for the next woman. So that made me super proud. Um, but then I went on after the recession, I wrote a book about selling companies and then I wanted to have a little legacy leave behind for my kids. Oh, that's fantastic. Are you a writer by nature? I, you enjoy writing because that's something I think a lot of women enjoy, but they don't know how to actually make a book or articles or what yeah. happens. So I'll, I'll give you a hack about that. If you want to know, um, I, I am a good writer, but I, you know, I'm an author more than a writer. So, right. I'm writing about what I know, but I believe in writing in a very conversational way, you know, Selling a business is kind of a boring topic, but I made it fun and interesting. So I'm happy to share a hack about writing. A yes. Book, if that is something you would like. Me I to. would love um, that. Okay. So here, here's the, the quick hack. And that is act as if you're going to give a talk, a speech. So write out the framework for a speech opening three to five big ideas, then the three ideas below the big ideas and a closing. Do that. Now you have the table of contents for your book. Now you can build it out from there and you don't have to start with the introduction and you probably shouldn't because it's going to change. Start somewhere in the middle, start somewhere that really pours out of you quickly. That'll give you confidence. And then you can just build out each one one of these sections, almost like modules, and then they all go together. And then you can do a lot of cool things with them. Now you have a book, you have a signature talk, all kinds of things. Fantastic suggestion. Good hack for me, for sure. I I also, does that translate, do you think, into building a business? Because I think we get... I know when I was first starting, people like, what's your business plan? And how are you going to make money? And I'm I knew elements of it. I knew things that filled me up. Um, but I didn't know what the business actually looked like. So is that also something you feel like you could use when you're starting to ID, ideate and look at what the business may be? Um, I would say, no, I think it's a rabbit hole. If you're, if you're going to, uh, look at building a, 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 and monetizing a business, I would rather, you know, so then my business after that, my mergers and acquisitions firm, I I had a silent retreat, Stephanie, I think we talked about this, you know, where it came to me, the well for women entrepreneurs, where I could coach women on everything I had learned about growing a multi-million dollar business and selling other people's companies. So fast forward, you know, to answer your question, what I recommend is, especially you can just go to the SBA, SBA SBA.org, you know, small business administration. And a lot of women don't know about that. So can we, yeah, chat a bit about that. We'll circle back. Yeah. SBA.org. There's a business plan template there, but here's what's really important. Do not obsess over a perfect plan. That's just getting ready to get ready. I recommend that you put two max three sentences for each little section of the plan because the, the business plan out, outline is long, but if you require, you limit yourself to only two to three sentences, like that's it. And if you start going longer, you know, put the kibosh on yourself 
and move on because you can turn building a business plan exercise into just an, you know, the abyss. And it feels like you're doing something and moving it forward, but you're just getting ready to get ready. It's a, it's a way to kind of hide behind fear. So that's what I would say. If you really want to create a plan and ideate, get all those ideas out in the categories that matter. Perfect. So that's what I did. And then, so I, I was coach and CEO and head coach of the well, we had other coaches and trained hundreds of women. It was amazing. I loved it. But then in, in, you know, in 2020, it was just time to do something different. And so um, that's how Bossa Bar started. So that's my long background. It gets long when you're in your fifties. It should get long and it should be, you know, but you should be proud of all those different pieces that you've done because they really do start building this puzzle, this vision of the puzzle. I say, you know, we always have these pieces that don't seem like they connect. And I feel like in your 50s, 60s, 70s, even those pieces start connecting and they make sense. I think they all connect. I think they're all stepping stones, all the right moves, all the sideways moves, the hiccups, they're all stepping stones. And if we believe that mindset is so important, it's probably 80% of success. I probably would have had more successful companies earlier had I believed that they were going to be successful. I didn't have the confidence earlier. And so if we can work on our mindset so we can believe in ourselves, trust ourselves. And if you can't trust yourself in your fifties, I don't know when you can (laughs) all those things add up, nothing wasted. Yeah. And I think that, as you said, you had some failures along the way or some challenges. And I think those really redirect us and get us back on course. And I think also thinking about where, where you're at and what fills you up is super important. And so you were successful in your coaching. I know you still, when we had coffee, you still had that coaching hat on. You would say, wait a minute, can I put my coaching hat on? And can we talk about this? So I think that's part of you, which is so beautiful. And it's such a gift that you give to people, but that you recognize the fact that what you were doing wasn't the thing to be doing at this point in your life. I will always coach women. I can't, you know, I can't can't not do it. And I have to ask permission. Like, do you, do you want to be coached right now? Um, <laughs> because it's low hanging fruit for me when I see yeah. that I can share a few things that, that can make a big difference. Yeah. It's just who I am. It's who I am as a mom. All of my children now are, we're empty nesters, my husband and I, so they are all in their twenties and I've really shifted my parenting style to coach for them and not just offering up the easy answer, right. you know, asking them, what do you think? You know, well, what are your thoughts on that? And then let's talk about what your ideas are versus mom. What should I do about this? Right. Well, what, what do you think? You know? Oh. So it's just who I am. I will always be a coach and I just have to remember to ask permission. <laughs> not everybody <laughs> wants to be coached. Stephanie. Just well, I think, say that you know, starting at home, that's a good, I remember having that conversation. How can I phrase my questions or our conversation? So you hear me because they were definitely when I directed them versus, you know, supported them. It was a big change. A leading question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about boss bar and you definitely are a boss woman so i love the name and you know you call it the pause which as we know for the last two years being through the pandemic women have definitely opened up narratives around many topics and i feel like menopause is one of those topics we we haven't been able to talk about it it's been a shameful thing you know we ask our mothers and our mothers forgot 
I don't remember what it was like. So there's a large um, group of not a large group of women, but there is a group of women that are really trying to change the narrative. And you are one of those women. And it comes from going through it ourselves. So what, what's been your experience pre-bar and post-bar creation with the whole conversation around menopause? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because pre-bar, I, you know, my mom had a hysterectomy. So when I asked her, when I was starting to have really challenging um, cognitive symptoms, you know, brain fog, losing words that I normally would have. And then, you know, you start to worry, am I experiencing early onset dementia? What's happening with me? And then night sweats and hot flash, like all the things. And I talked to my mom about it and she said, well, you know, I, I had a hysterectomy. So I had surgical, I went right into surgical menopause. So as soon as you have and how that, old was she, like, you know, she was in her forties. So maybe okay. 42. And I started having my symptoms around 46. So she wasn't really helpful. Plus she's a soldier on kind of person anyway. So like, she didn't think PMS was real. She's like, I don't have time for that. You know, well, they so weren't she even allowed to be to, very helpful. They weren't even allowed to talk about it. Right. It was yeah. so taboo. Right. But even so you know, flash forward, here I am thinking about starting a menopause brand and I start talking to my close girlfriends and they're like, I don't know. Do you have to say menopause? Like, yeah. Yes. You know, even today, it's still got that element of taboo. So for me, that's, that's just like a challenge. I love that, <laughs> Stephanie. So, you know, there's, we need to be able to talk about a normal stage of life that half the you know population goes through. We talk about young girls starting periods or giving birth or all these things that relate to a woman's body. Why do we shut down at menopause? Is it because, you know, we're talking about aging or sexually related or parts of the body that people don't want to talk about, you know, the lady B, or I won't say the whole thing on your podcast right now, but you know, (laughs) but it's partly why people don't want to talk about menopause and it just doesn't make any sense. It's so disempowering and we need to just claim it, own it and rock it because it's really our best time. Quite honestly, once you, you start experiencing those symptoms, even though they make us feel off kilter for sure, it's like a signal, like, oh, here comes the best time when I can be confident. I can trust myself. I don't have to worry. I don't have to care what other people think, hence going gray. So I think it's the most magical time. So once I leaned fully into boss bars, menopause, energy bars, it was just on Stephanie. Like it's just a part of my everyday you know, my kids, my sons, my husband, everybody knows about, talks about menopause. It's just, it's part of our lexicon. And that's what I want for women everywhere in the workplace, at home, our daughters, our neighbors. Um, It's just part of life and it's to be celebrated, not hidden. I totally agree. And just the narrative, opening up the narrative around menopause. I remember having a conversation with my son and my husband and daughter and having that conversation and normalizing it. And just, again, it's a stage of life, just like puberty and all all those. And, and when we start to engage men in the conversation, then the workplace starts to be able to change. Right. And that there is some um, allowances within the workplace for women experiencing hot flash. I don't know how many women I've talked to that talk about doing presentations and having 
had the hot flash in the middle and being so ashamed and making excuses and trying to figure out how to manage it versus being able to talk to your manager and say, Hey, this is what's going on. So we need to make some accommodations for me. Right. And it just acknowledge it. You know, I really encourage women if they're in the workplace, if they're experiencing a hot flash at a time that feels like this is not a good time for a hot flash, you know, just to own it and put it in the room out loud and say, Whoa, I'm feeling the power surge happening. (laughs) Like just bring it into the conversation. We can do that. We don't have to, to hide. And definitely there's just no room for shame. We just need to take that off the table and, and just own it. And it's okay. Take off your jacket and say, Whoa, this topic is getting hot. It's making me hot. Are are you getting hot? Are you, you guys must be getting hot too. This is so, it's such an amazing topic, you know, just bring humor and lightness but don't hide it. It's okay to share it. It's just, it's normal. It's normal. Let's talk a little bit about the bar itself. Um, I know you briefly talked about the ingredients, but how does one go from the kitchen to actually having a product? I, you know, who did you have to find? What did you have to do? I know there's a lot of women and men out there with food ideas and yeah. food is a different area to get involved in for sure. Walk us through that. Yeah, I would say uh, uh, starting a consumer packaged goods business, CPG food is a very difficult business. Um, Hence my recommending to every woman I work with, don't start a a product company, you know, start a service company. The margins are much better. There's a lot more room for error. And also it requires quite a bit of capital because, you know, you have to manufacture product ahead of time. So I can only speak from the perspective of someone who wanted to build a large company, not something that was boutique or, you know, sold at the farmer's market, which they're all, they're all awesome. You know, do whatever is good for you. There's no judgment. Um, So for me, I did a lot of research on ingredients before I started making my own snack bars, because I wanted to know what are the ingredients that are going to help my body, especially now while, you know, maybe I'm losing muscle or my metabolism is starting to change because I'm losing muscle. And by the way, resistance training is really good for women. Um, Lifting weights don't have to be heavy, but don't be afraid of heavy weights too. That's okay. But um, from a food side, you know, like flaxseed, the importance of omega-3s and flaxseed and MCT oil to support brain and healthy fats like almonds and, and almond butter and organic cacao, because we need chocolate. Come on. We need chocolate. So <laughs> it's got to taste um, good. Got to taste good. And let me just say, there's a lot of healthy bars out there. Right. Not good. So my secret for that was I made sure my husband and also our chief financial strategist is my cousin, male, who is from Louisiana, New Orleans. And if those two like it and those two eat all the bars, and so it's okay for men to eat a menopause bar, just so, just so you know, uh, my 20 year old son will not eat them. He's terrified of them, but oh. else, for no reason, <laughs> but he's a 20 year old, you know, young man, I get it. So they love them. And that was, so I had two, two parts. If these two guys love these healthy bars, I knew I was onto it. And then one of my besties is a sommelier. So the bars have to also pass her test because her palate is so sensitive. And I knew that if between those guys who eat a lot of meat and fat and, um, and Michelle, who's a sommelier could just sense every little flavor that was there and made sure it was balanced. I knew I had a winning uh, formula. So 
got to start with taste. I don't care how healthy it is. If it tastes like dirt or cardboard, it's a no, it's a non-starter. So that was most important um, and had all with the ingredients that I wanted. I wanted it to be vegan, plant-based. I wanted to have a lot of fiber to be very satisfying, really important. We keep all those things moving because it's also keto friendly. And when you eat keto, things don't move in your body. So it's important to have that really good fiber. So then, okay, now what, you know, I don't want to make these things in my kitchen. So I went out and I found a manufacturer that could help me commercialize my recipe with my ingredients. They made a few suggestions to make it commercially safe because that's important. (laughs) That's important. (laughs) That's important. What an idea. So we have a food scientist and a clinical nutritionist and wet chemist, all the things that you need to let me, can I stop you for a second? Um, Just let ask a question. So were those people, people that you identified or the people that the distributor, the manufacturer identified for you? Both, both. Okay. So there's, there's approaches, you know, some uh, manufacturers have all the people, some have none of the people you can do, you know, you can create your own adventure here. So decide what's important to you. And so, you know, finding a partner that can help manufacture, we, these are all us made. That was really important to us. I want to be able to, if I need to get on a plane quickly, you know, or, or a car, even if I had to, to be able to have a meeting that was important to me. And so that's, that's, we went that route. And then we have a fulfillment center that has fulfillment centers worldwide. So we send our finished product to three fulfillment centers now in Los Angeles, in Texas and New Jersey. And so we will also have a global and international expansion, if not later this year, early for 2023. And then Amazon is coming because let's just face it. Yeah. You know, whether you love it or hate it, we all have boxes coming to our home. We love free shipping and we love it in two days. And that's the the best way to serve our customer. Yes. And then talk about, so you have the bar, you've created the bar, you're, you're packaging it. Now, how do you build awareness and how do you build sales? Yes. Well, we're adding flavors too. So we have toasted vanilla almond coming out very soon, which is fun because 50% of the population loves chocolate. I think women are a little higher on that. And then 50% love vanilla. And so you might like our our vanilla almond flavor, especially in the morning, since you're a morning bar eater, not everybody wants to eat chocolate for breakfast. So, so you'd be surprised. I know I, a lot of women, a lot of of chocolate customers. I do. I'm okay with it. Oh, I forgot to say our bars have spinach, broccoli, and kale in them too. Oh, wow. And so the, the double decadent chocolate bar actually has a half day serving of veggies in it because who doesn't want to just sneak some veggies into their chocolate? Right. And then so, I know the sugar content that's people are obsessed about the sugar and carb correct. content. Super, super low one added sugar. Wow. Because we don't add sugar. It comes from dates. It's all okay. natural. Every, the bar is all Natural. And the calories no, are low on the low 150 calories. 150. The vanilla has 160. I mean, that almond toasted almond vanilla has 160, but that's we're not going to exceed 160 on any of our bars. We call them elegantly sized because they're not a big, huge hunkin' bar, but they have so much fiber that you drink that you eat the bar with a, gla- a glass of water or coffee, and you're very, very satisfied along with the fats because satiety is important, really important. So Getting the reach out there, a combination of paid advertising, PR. We're going to be in Martha Stewart Living coming Congratulations. up in April. Thank you. Super excited about that. Yes. Um, and, 
And, you know, just good word of mouth. It's kind of, I love, I never discount word of mouth. I believe in having a national strategy, but you've got to also build from local out because we want women to tell their friends. That's what menopause is all about. You know, I often say our bar is like a talking stick. I want our bar to spark communication and conversation with women who might be afraid, who might be suffering in silence or shame. And if their friend says, Hey, have you heard about this menopause energy bar? What the heck that opens up a conversation. And and that's really what we need. So we need that word of mouth. So women who are playing pickleball love boss of ours, which is really fun. Book club women are um, having the bars and snacks. So we have ambassadors too. Well, I love that whole idea of community and your friends you know, telling you about a product and that you are really um, embracing that. I know you also are building or already have an ambassador program. Yes. So people that are big users can be join your ambassador program. Yes, we love that. Um, it's a wonderful, easy so that anyone can reach out to me to ask about it. Um, you can email us at julie at bossabars.com and we can send you over our ambassador program. Um, so you can earn a little commission and, you know, tell your friends about it. Or if you've got your book club or other clubs that you're in and you know, want to order on a regular basis, it's, it's a great way to sh- share the love with your, with your pause pals. So we're going to be wrapping up, but I want to ask some personal um, advice questions, put your coach hat on for a minute. And for those women sitting out there with the idea but they can't get started. They don't even know how to get started. Any advice or any advice that was given to you that really made a difference or any advice you'd be willing to share? Sure. Well, as I've said, you know, if we're really speaking to the celebrate the gray audience here, mostly, you know, you've got enough, you have enough life experience to do anything you want to do. This is not the time to be afraid. This is not the time to go get another certification or a degree. (laughs) Don't do that. So many women say, do I need to go, you know, get an MBA or no, 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 no. You have and are enough. So look inside yourself and look for what I call your superpowers. And that's the intersection of your skills that you're really great at but also what you love to do, what you would stay up all night doing if you had to, you know, whatever it takes, because you can be really great at something, but not love it. Right. So don't do that. Don't start anything that you don't love, especially, you know, over 40, over 50, you shouldn't do anything that doesn't make, you know, your skirt blow up. So Make sure you're at that intersection of what you're great at, because you don't want to have to push a boulder uphill. We don't need to do that anymore. We did that in our 20s and 30s. We've earned our way out of that. So you're already great at it and you love to do it. That intersection of super skills. Also, who you love to work with, because again, maybe you've got your super skills, but you don't really like the client or customer that comes along with that super skill. So you need to really make sure you identify who your highest and best and most amazing client customer is to work with, because you're going to be spending a lot of time with that customer and client and figuring what what they need 
and you, you know, you, they're the most important part of your business. And the last part is to identify team members who love what you do and love your customer and client. So actually, Stephanie, I call this for my coaching, the business love triangle. And that is love who you serve, serve what you love and serve it with those who love both. It's the perfect way to grow a business or even a career in you know, midlife and beyond. We've worked hard. We deserve to do only things that make us excited because that's where we're going to do our best work anyway and surround ourselves with people who get it. You know, when we went out to raise funds last summer, I did not tell, I did not pitch any 20 year old, you know, young men in hoodies, because if I have to explain (laughs) menopause, they're not for me. You know, our investors are all midlife women who get it. So same thing when you're starting a business or going forward in a career, find that business love triangle for yourself because you've earned it and you deserve it. Great advice. I, I think too, finding that community and it may not be your friends and family. It may be you need probably to a isn't. new community. Just so you know, probably yeah. isn't. When you tell your friends and family your dreams, sometimes they think you're nuts. You know, right. a lot of people said to me, are you kidding? You're really starting a CPG company right now? Like, yes. I'm like, okay, there she goes. You know, so be careful who you tell your dreams to because it, it really can be confronting for some people who haven't gone forth with their own dreams. So find, find your pod of people who are going to cheer you on. That's such great advice. Uh, And any resources that you would suggest women to look at to gain those, that community? Yeah, there's so many um, wonderful organizations like National Association of Women Business Owners. You can go as a guest. I think they're probably meeting virtually right now, but you can go to NABO, N-A-W-B-O.org and see a local chapter in your area. I've been a member in the past for years and years. I was on the board, really wonderful people. You know, this is kind of a funny resource, but I think it's golden. And that is YouTube. Mm. Anything you want to know, any person that has a business similar to what you want to create that you're going to put your own flavor on, you can model because there's a talk about it on YouTube. So I highly recommend paying, you know, for the non-ad version of YouTube and, you know, be, be discerning, look for the topic you're interested in. And I always say be efficient just also. So has the most views and the shortest mm-hmm. video, like you don't want to spend all day looking, you know, at videos. But it's such an incredible resource and brilliant people have so much content on YouTube. So don't fall down the rabbit hole. Make sure you're looking for the shortest video with the most views. And that's a great way to start. That's a great suggestion. I think also one of the things I was given advice on about competition versus collaboration, like don't be worried if there's somebody else doing what you want to do. Good for them. I mean, there's plenty of space for all of us. There's plenty of space for everyone. And you're just, you know, spending energy in the wrong space, in in the wrong ways. It it takes enough energy to grow a company or a great career anyway. Don't waste it over there. Focus on doing the best you can and linking arms. You know, that's another reason I love the menopause space. All of the brands, you know, originally the few supplements that were out there for women were all founded by men. And now women are so crazy. I just, isn't it nuts? It's like lingerie too. Swimwear and lingerie. Most of the heads of those are men. So it tells you why things are uncomfortable. Exactly. (laughs) 
So well, that's another podcast. Yes, that's but, a so, whole other podcast. But in terms um, of collaboration, yes, you know, in this menopause space, we all are linking arms. We're building awareness. We're building a category. So you'll find, you know, uh, Bossa Bars doing a joint promotion with a lotion company company with a supplement company, you know, with a cooling thing, like skincare, all of it, because it takes all of us together to, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, yes. right? So we're working together, which is so fun, really fun. And I know one of the things you talk about that the bar is not found in energy bar aisle, it's found more in the menopause space. Well, and so we're not in stores yet, but when you search menopause, when we open on Amazon, search menopause, don't look for it in that bar section because this is a bar that was formulated. It is not a supplement. It's not a medical treatment, but it is formulated for women in menopause by women in menopause. So search menopause energy bars. You're going to find Bossa bars there. Perfect. And one thing we didn't circle back to the small business just for, that's another great resource for women, for men um, thinking about reinvention and finding advice, free advice. Yes. So at the, on the SBA website, there are a lot of tools there. There are also um, small business score coaches there. So they're retired professionals from different segments of business, like accounting, you know, accountants, bookkeepers, lawyers. I've not trusted the marketing advice so much. Um, I don't, I don't know how a little outdated. I have to agree with you. (laughs) Okay. You said that, not me, but yes. Um, but the core aspects of business, if you need to get a loan, if you, um, need help with finance, financial forecasting or setting up your financials or QuickBooks or whatever you're using hundred percent great legal also, um, they can't give you legal advice, but you know, they can give you some parameters. So I highly recommend those score coaches for those really um, foundational aspects of business. So yes, hop over to sba.gov. There's also women's business centers. There's a lot of really important information there. They do a really good job. Well, thank you for your time today. I think your story is incredible. I just love that you went for your next venture in an area you didn't really know a lot about, but you educated yourself and I'm sure asked for a lot of help. Like we can do, but how do people find you? Let's give all your locations that people Thanks. can find more about Bossa Bars. Yes. So you can go to bossabars.com, B-O-S-S-A-B-A-R-S.com. And you can find the bars there. And if you're listening to this after April, 2022, check us out on Amazon as well. Um, you can find me, Julie Gordon-White at Lo- LinkedIn, if you want to connect there. It's really interesting, Stephanie, where you get a lot of traction from LinkedIn because women in the workplace are struggling with menopause and menopause in the workplace. So surprisingly, you know, you think it's going to be Instagram and Facebook, which are also great channels for us, but LinkedIn has been um, a real surprise and a welcome surprise. So you can find me there and I'm kind of everywhere. If you want coaching information, <laughs> just search me in Google. There's a whole lot of goodness I've shared over the years. And so I'm happy to do that. So also for your listeners, uh, if they want to try the bars and use the promo code MENOBOSS10 or Stephanie, do you have a different code that you want to share? Um, I don't have the code in front of me right now. So let's use that okay. one. But also let's just before we sign off, talk about your Meno Law l- Lounge and your Instagram and what you're doing there too. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, I host a live, you know, Instagram live, which was so scary when I first started doing it. My team was like, you have to do this. And I said, no, I don't want to. And they're like, you have to. I'm like, okay. And now I love it. Uh, so every Tuesday, and you're going to be on, Stephanie, I can't wait, um, where the it's called the Meno Lounge. And we talk about all things menopause, you know, related to that guests from experts on um, that are doctors, OBGYN to women who are just sharing their experience, which is so valuable. It's just as valuable as speaking to a doctor. So women might be able to find themselves in the stories that they hear, get great advice about what's new and cutting edge, just be able to open themselves up to this incredible and empowering conversation. So it's it's just it's a fun chat time and the Menno Lounge and then of course all the recordings are there on the um, video page on Instagram. So we are at Bossa Bars for Menopause on at Instagram and love it if you'd follow us there and you can keep up with all the new flavor announcements and locations and fun things we're doing. Well, it's I love all that you're doing and I love how it's evolving and it's so inclusive of women and building this beautiful community to share and be empowered by each other. So thank you for the work you're doing and thank you for taking yes. the time today to chat. Can I say thank you because I went gray during COVID. I don't know if you can really see beautiful. that. I went gray and a lot of it had to do with me meeting you and seeing your beautiful uh, silver haired model because it was kind of scary to, to, you know, ditch the dye, even though I was ready. Um, but when it's, once it starts to grow out, I started feeling comfortable, but I had met you and saw your models and just like, you know, I'm going to own this. It's just another step of empowerment during the stages of menopause. It's not for everyone, but I really felt comforted by what you're doing. So I want to thank you for oh, getting your you. work out in the world and normalizing silver hair when it comes and, you know, making women feel beautiful in the process. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you for saying that. Well, I think that's the joy that I found in the last six years is the women I've met and the collaborations and the conversations we've been able to have and the empowerment we give each other. I just encourage any woman that's got an idea or thinking about something, if you don't even know how to get started, reach out to any me or Julie or anybody you see on Instagram or YouTube that is inspiring to you, you will probably get a response because yeah. we, we definitely are helping and supporting each other. Yes, we are. So thank you so much for the, your time today. Thank you, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. And I love everything you do. So keep doing it and amplifying it bigger, bigger. Thanks so much. Well, we got to get you on the website here soon. You're, you're beautiful, girl. Oh, Maine. we'll see about that. Yeah. In my spare time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Take care. Nice to chat with you. You too. Be well. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on all of our guests, go to brand50.com, where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, along with other platforms, and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening.